Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 53 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because we have Sydney Johnson, who is a dog mom, girl mom, marketing guru, blogger, and influencer in a variety of niches. Um, She is coming on the podcast and sharing so much good stuff about working with influencers as a product-based business, um, what to do, how to get started, um, how to reach out to influencers, how to choose them, you know, the difference between micro-influencers and bigger influencers, just so many good things we covered in this chat today. And yeah, it was just super fun. Um, So just a little bit of backstory Sydney, I first met Sydney through my business or my previous business, the Dapper Dog Box. So she was a customer and used to take amazing photos of her dogs with the box. And she would post different photos each month of the box. And I started to notice that. And of course, we, you know, I don't, I can't remember the exact details back then because um, this was like 2017. But, you know, we probably chatted in the DMs and I probably told her 500 times how much I loved her photos. <laughs> and, you know, you notice those people when, when people take photos of your product and they love on your brand and they promote you you notice those or and if you don't you need to be noticing those people because those are your customer super fans and they're incredible and you need those people for your business and she was always just super supportive i loved her photos she was so creative and that led to other things over the years and in fact she's actually currently on my team um she helps me with so many things within marketing creating course just she does everything and she's absolutely a rock star and I could not do my business without her. And she's amazing. So I think I said she was amazing like six different times. <laughs> um, but she really is. And she's just, you know, she's young and talented and creative and awesome. So anyway, um, besides helping me doing a lot of marketing stuff, she is an influencer and she works with um, pet brands, home decor, lifestyle, and a, f- a few other things that she mentioned in the podcast episode. And she, just a little bit of background about her, she started her blog in 2017 and it was called Mad Pup Life and it used to be a dog only, like a pet um, pet brand, pet content only. And then basically over the years, she's really evolved and pivoted and now it's really a hub for um, dog mom content, home decor and really like everything in between. So in the home decor, pet space, apparel space, I think she does some stuff with like kid products and stuff. Um, But she has amazing content. She is very active on Instagram. Um, She has a very big Pinterest account. So she is just a little rock star when it comes to marketing, creating content, creating photos and working with brands. And again, now she she does a lot of influencer collaborations and sponsored content. And she's on here today to share all of the secrets. So I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. We dive into, um, you know, partnerships, influencer marketing, kind of how to choose people, Um, what not to do. That's one of the most important things we talked about today was like what not to do when you are reaching out to an influencer or working with an influencer or after you've worked with them. So there's a lot of faux pas. And then we talked about who her dream collaborations are. So 
Anyway, guys, grab your coffee and your wine. This is going to be an amazing episode. Before we dive into this episode, I am inviting you to join me for five days of Reels knowledge. So if you are interested in using Reels for your business, Instagram Reels, and you're wondering how do you create Reels? What kind of content do I create? What do I say? How do I do it? How could I create a month's worth of Reels content? Then you got to join my challenge, which is linked in the show notes below. It's a five-day challenge starting November 1st through November 5th, and it's going to be Crush Your Reels Challenge. So I invite you to join. It's free. You're going to get videos sent to you every single day with trainings on Reels, how to use them, how to do it for your business. And like I said, it's completely free. And we're going to share so much information, including Reel audits. You can post Reels that you do, and we I'll give you feedback and help you make better Reels. Reels are the future of Instagram. They're not going anywhere. So you've got to get on board and you've got to be know how to use Reels. So click the link below and sign up. Space is limited, and I want to see you in the free challenge. All right, guys, let's get into it. Hi, Sydney. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Hey, Carrie. How's it going? Oh, just great. Just dealing with some sound issues. Yeah, that's always the best. (laughs) Um, Before we started recording here, we couldn't get, or I shouldn't say we, I couldn't get the sound to work. So we spent 20 minutes trying to get the sound to work. So anyway, um, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so it's it's wouldn't be a Friday without like technical technical or audio issues. So. It wouldn't be anything that we were doing without some kind of issue <laughs> coming about in any way. Yes, I agree. Um, but I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I feel like I've been waiting for you to come on. So I'm so excited. Um, before we dive into all things influencer marketing, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I am Sydney, as she just mentioned. Um, I have a dog and lifestyle blog called MadPuffLife.com. Um, I have two dogs. So once my um, husband and I got our second dog, Mattis, I created an Instagram account for him and just completely fell in love with like the dog community, showcasing you know all these cute pictures, you know, making him into like my little child my little fur baby as most <laughs> dog moms know um and so i started sharing like dog recipes and like how i dressed them and where we would go and dog friendly activities and stuff like that so um just really heavily into like the dog influencer lifestyle for the past few years and then of course i'm a 25 year old millennial so i like to add in like my home decor and the things that i shop for and everything like that on instagram um so yeah so just a very dog mom obsessed girl over here. I love it. And what do you what do you do with your blog? I know that you work with lots of brands for like collaborations, but do you want to talk a little bit about what you do in like the influencer space? Yeah, so um I would say early on when I first started out, I would just do like free collaborations like somebody would send me a, a bow tie or a bandana um for Mattis or for Kila um to you know take pictures of or send them photos that they could use for their advertisements and stuff. Um, but here lately over the past, I would say maybe two years, I've really um, dived really honestly deeper into like bigger companies, like retailers, um, bigger brands and stuff. We would do like paid collaborations um, where I would do like an unboxing and then like, you know, list everything out like on my blog or um, do like a series of posts um, about a, a company, a brand, or products. Um, sometimes we collaborate. I recently collaborated with a dog treat company where they sent me some product um, and I made some really cute ghost dog treats and then we showcased those and then I put them on um, my blog and like Pinterest and promoted it that way. Um, and then also I do like uh, home decor brands, um, a few different ones that are pet friendly, which, you know, it, obviously any home decor can be pet friendly for the most part, as long as it's not glass on the floor. <laughs> um, but, you know, people, people are just really interested in uh, like dog content. So really no matter mm. what um, brand could be a clothing brand, but if you put a dog in a picture with you, people just love it so much more, get so much more attention because honestly, who doesn't love dogs? Dogs just make you smile. So people mm-hmm. are really interested in working with pet brands, pet bloggers, uh, cute dogs on Instagram right now. So, so honestly, I can work with just about anybody, um, but the dog niche is where I'm at. Yeah, I love that. And that's how 
me and you met. So Sydney was, I think you were like an early on customer of the Dapper Dog Box. I don't know when you signed up for that. Do you remember? Was it like 2016 or 2017? I started in 16. We got Mattis in March of 2017, and I remember specifically a picture of him with the box, and he was so small. So, I mean, it had to be, be like, really early on in 2017. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, you were amazing. I remember you used to take photos of the dogs. Um, I think it was mostly Mattis, but maybe Keela. I don't know. Yeah. Um, At first, it was mostly Mattis. Okay. (laughs) But she's so funny. Um, She's like Asha's best friend. It's so funny. Asha is my black lab. And I always joke how she despises the camera and she just has like resting bitch face all the time. So that's that's so key. Um, She's like the sweetest, happiest dog ever. Yeah. I know. If I pull the camera out, Asha literally like looks, she like looks away. (laughs) Where Kennedy is like all about the photos, the video. Like he's, he's like a little natural. So did you start him young? I started mad at Mm -hmm. young. You know, as soon as we got him, he was on Instagram. Yep. So he knows the routine. I love it. Um, But yeah, you were like an early, uh, early ish customer of Dapper Dog and like always, um, always posted photos and I don't know if you did video I don't remember then but always took really cute photos and like as as an owner of a, of a business like that really caught my attention because you should if you you know if you're listening now you should be very aware of your customers especially Instagram is like the easiest place that you can get to know your customers and so like you should be looking at who's taking pictures who's tagging you who's making an effort and you should get to know those people. And so that's kind of what happened with me and you. I don't remember if I, I probably messaged you and be like, oh my God, I love your pictures. Like, and put like 10,000 emojis and exclamation points. <laughs> the fire emoji. I think like you're all about the fire emoji. I know. I'm all about everything. I'm just ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I used to get so happy when people would make the effort, take photos of my of the Dapper Dog Box. And of course, like as a dog lover, I love seeing, you know, your dogs and every other dog. But, you know, that that's what sort of like as a business owner that caught my eye. And somehow then, um, I don't know, I'm not even sure where that led to with with Dapper Dog. But I know like you would take pictures for like the holiday boxes and things like that. And it kind of just like led to more things, which led to like more things. <laughs> uh, basically, when I started before I even started this business, I remember reaching out to you and just being like, I need your like, you're amazing at content. Can you please help me? <laughs> so uh, it's, been, it's been over two years. Now. No, it's so it's weird. It's so weird. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I like loved, loved your content. Obviously, you're super creative, super talented. Um, so of course, it's no surprise that you work with lots of brands um, and, and do sponsored content. So let's kind of talk about how did how did you when you first launched your blog and you did all this like, um, you know, pet home decor blog posts and things like that? How did you start doing like paid Maybe not paid stuff. I kind of want to like go back to the beginning. So you launched your blog and you started um, maybe buying a product like the Dapper Dog and posting photos. And then maybe that led to other things. How like talk about that evolution when you first launched your blog? um, Like, what did you do? Like, what did you do to get brands to kind of notice you? Yeah, so like what you just said, like posting the Dapper Dog on Instagram, mm-hmm. so many other accounts like Ripley and Rue, Dapper Dexter, mm-hmm. you know, any like dog brand that I was wanting to purchase from. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I honestly, I stared away from like the DMs at first. Um, mm-hmm. I would just email. So I had a collaboration email template that I would base off of. And whenever I was ready to email somebody, I would just take that, input their information, you know, you know, customize it to them. Um, tell them why I think we should work together and stuff like that. And so I would email it. Like I would maybe spend like one or two hours finding people that I would want to work with or, you know, most of the time it was people that I was already talking to on Instagram. So like Dapper Dog Box, you know, we were obviously comment back and forth. So mm-hmm. like you would be one that I've reached out to and I'm pretty sure I've, I've reached out. I reached out to you via email, um, you know, at the very beginning. I, I don't even know how we really got started all mm-hmm. that. But, um, I feel like that had to be what it was. Um 
So yeah, first I would just send those emails out and then if I heard back, awesome. If not, you know, oh well. I mean, for every email sent, there's probably like 20 emails I just never heard back from. <laughs> um, and then also I would show up on Instagram to those accounts. So um, any any um, brand or maybe like item that I didn't haven't purchased yet, I would just go and follow them, like share, you know, comment on their stuff, just get them to notice me. So that way, whenever I would email them, they're like, okay, mm-hmm. I remember it's Sydney J or Mad Pup Life at the time was an Instagram account and they would want to email me back. Um, I really don't remember the first time I got paid for something, which I feel like that should have been like a big milestone for me, but I have no <laughs> idea when that was. Um, You're like, there's been so remember. many. I can't remember. Yeah, like, I don't, like, that was so long. like, I don't even know what happened yesterday, let alone like yeah. three or four years ago. Um, but I do remember someone, I won't mention the name. It was a pretty big retailer that we had been working together and they asked me for my rates which i had a media kit at the time mm-hmm. um which basically if you don't know media kit is what like influencers and bloggers have they tell like their stats um demographics how much they charge for different posts blog posts instagram posts whatever um and just about themselves so i would include that um and so she asked me how much i charge for this and i sent her my media kit and she actually emailed me back and said you know, I really like your content, but I think you're not charging enough. We would like to pay you this much. And I feel like moving forward, you should charge other people that much as well. Dang. That's amazing. I was like, what? I was like, what did you just tell me? Like, you're wanting to pay me more. You're telling me I should charge other people more too. So I feel like that was like a very like pivotal moment and a blogging career, I guess you would call it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it just goes to show that like there are brands out there that are willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously not all small businesses can, which is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can work in other ways too. But um, yeah, so like just starting out, I believe that was like two years ago that that happened. Um, but then moving mm-hmm. forward, it's just been so easy for me. I'll send an email or go on Instagram and find some companies I like. And then now with all of like the influencer, like marketing companies themselves on like, platforms, people mm-hmm. reach out to you on others' behalf. I get emails, even as like spam emails, I get emails like constantly throughout the week um, from different people and not all the time they're right for me. So I just either ignore them or respond saying thanks, but no thanks. Um, But a lot of times there are great companies um, and they might start off saying, oh, I'm going to work for free, but then I'll come back and say, well, at this time I can't really work for free, but I'd love to hear about future pay collaborations. And then they might change their mind and Mm. say, well, we really want to work with you. Um, can we see your media kit or how much do you charge for this or that? Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's like okay. I'm rambling on about that. No, no, that's great. Um, no, that's perfect. And I like what kind of just stuck out with me was, and I'm just thinking like with my old business, you know, you were like, well, I don't really do free collaborations, but I'd love for you to let me know in the future when you're doing something paid and that kind of like leaves the, the door open. It's you're not like closing right. the door on people. Cause I think a lot of times people, don't want to pay an influencer or they really just they can't afford it you know um but yeah but it's still you know i would have been like i mean i don't know i would have just been like no sorry i can't i can't pay (laughs) (laughs) um but i think i like how you're like no well you know if you ever have paid collaboration so anyway um Tell us about the media kit. Like, I know you just mentioned really briefly, you have to include stats. What if you are someone who you're kind of like a new person, but you want to work with brands, but you don't really have a huge audience? How could you make your media? How do you think you could make the media kit like more interesting for a brand? Like any thoughts there? Okay. Yeah. So basically, um, I would include every social platform I'm on. So like for me, my biggest social media is Pinterest. And you know that um, Pinterest is just huge for bloggers, mm-hmm. influencers, people who are sharing, you know, content in any kind of way. Um, so Pinterest is like my first and foremost thing that I put on my media kit just because mm-hmm. I have so many impressions and views there. Um, oh, wow. But I would put, um, you know, every social media that I'm on, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, um, you know, Instagram gives you demographics, um, your own WordPress for your blog, those give you demographics, Google gives you demographics. Um, just include everything that you can. So if you don't have much, just um, that much, just say across all my platforms, I have this amount, which obviously for adding everything in, it seems mm-hmm. a lot larger, which you're not lying. You're telling the truth. That's how much influence you have across the uh, board, which I feel like could stand out. Um, also, I would feel like you should open the door for, you know, I have 
this, this, and this idea um, for mm. a collaboration. So like sometimes, um, you know, before I felt like I'd reach out and say, I'd love to collaborate with you, but that was all that I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I would start including like, okay, I have this specific blog post idea. I have this specific mm. real idea. I have this specific like series of Instagram post ideas. I feel like I got more traction with that because they saw yep. that I was already putting thought and effort into it. And even if you, you know, you don't have that many followers, you don't have, you know, that much to fall back on, you know, it shows that you're trying. It shows that you have these ideas. And I feel like that's an easier way to catch someone's eye. Um, so not just reading like a stale email with no, like, information whatsoever in it. Um, it just gives them the, like, oh, okay, she really put some time and effort into that. Uh, you know, so I feel like it just helps you stand out a little bit better. Yeah. And I'm cracking up laughing right now because like a week ago, I, sometimes people still reach out to me thinking that I have dapper dogs. So I'll get an email to my personal email and I'll say, I love your stuff so much. It's like beautiful. Um, I would love to collaborate with you. And like, that's the end of the email. And I get really <laughs> like, I do not like that. Generally, I will delete without putting any thought into it. But this time I was just like, I don't know, I must have been like in a sarcastic mood. And I was just like, what the hell? What kind of collaboration? So I wrote back to them and I was like, what kind of collaboration do you have in mind? Like nothing. Didn't hear back. Like it's again, it's not a big deal. But again, why waste your time emailing brands if you actually have no idea? Like you couldn't put three seconds into figuring out who they are, what they sell. Um, it's so easy to go in. Some, I mean, you obviously oh, get the email from someone. So annoying. So, yeah. You know, the, the most common was going to be Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I get emails all the time. Hey, Mad Pup Life. I'm like, no, that's not my name. <laughs> like, if you're on any social platform, that's what I understand. Not Mad Pup Life. And they'll be like, I love your dog. So cute. And I'm thinking, okay, again, if you're on Instagram or my blog or my website, um, or Pinterest, you say I have two dogs. They're, they're literally in every picture, it's one or the other. Yeah. I mean, it's just like simple, small things like that. It just makes me so mad. Yeah. Like, they'll go, on, oh my gosh, I, I've been following you for so long and I love your content. And I'll go, they're not following me, or they just followed me, or, you know, it's, so... it makes no sense to me. Yeah. So least, like, take the time to customize it if you're going to reach out to people. And even mm-hmm. if you're going to use some kind of template, just make sure you proofread it. Um, I mean, I've done the same thing. I've actually sent something with someone else's name on it. And, you know, that's just a huge mistake. I didn't take the time to proofread it um, like I should have. But, um, yeah, we've all been there. I've never, I've never done anything like that. <laughs> um, I'm being, I'm just joking. I totally have. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, definitely take the time to uh, specify to each person or company or, you know, whichever end of the spectrum that you're on here. Um, I feel like it just goes a long way. Like whenever I get an email from someone, just say like makeup and they're sending me an email. Hey, I think your feed is great. We'd love to collaborate. I'm like, one, I've never talked about makeup on my Instagram. Mm. Like obviously I'm a girl, but I don't mention makeup. Of course I like makeup, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Yeah. So it's just not a good fit. So I feel like, um, just say like if you're in the dog business, really niche down whenever you're emailing, especially at first. Um, you know, find dog moms, pet parents, you know, anyone that's remotely related and stick to them, especially at first before you grow bigger, because I feel like you'll have, even if someone, like when I was first starting out, I didn't expect paid collaborations. I would collaborate with anybody, any business that I thought that I would actually buy products from. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, there are people out there that will work for just um, product exchange, which is completely fine. That's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you, you just have to take the chance and do it, but just make sure you do it the right way. Yeah. I mean, I remember with Dapper Dog, I used to get, I don't even know, a hundred messages per day, like per day from people being like, hey, it's my dog's birthday. Can you send me a free toy? Like, hey, Dapper Dog, we love your content. We love to collaborate. And you know what? For for me, those were the most annoying messages and they would never get a response. I would delete all of them. Like I would not even entertain those yeah. dumb messages. I hated them. But I would get, I remember one person in particular, I'm not going to mention her name, but she is a decently famous like pet influencer now. And she is doing a lot of big things. She reached out to me when 
I was maybe had my business for six months. And she said, Hi, like my name is blank. Um, I have a new blog. Um, we feature blah, blah, blah. So like very specific things. We feature dogs and puppies and lifestyle. Um, we, we, we noticed you have a dog birthday box and we would love to do a blog post on your dog birthday box. This is my dog. He's a golden doodle, blah, blah, blah. Like, let me know what you think. We would love to work with you or something. And at first I read the message and then I was like, okay, she put, she took five minutes and gave me an idea. She was specific. And I went and looked at her Instagram account and I was like, oh my God, like obsessed with her photos. I was like, yes, I want to work with you. I'm going to send you a box. Let's do the blog. And then we had like an ongoing thing where I would send her boxes every month and she would continue to take photos, do blog posts. And like, I'm still friends with her today and she's amazing. But that whole thing, if she had just sent me a generic message and said, like, hey, Dapper Dog Box, we love your content. Can we collaborate with you? I would have deleted it, you know? So I think if you, you know, everyone listening has a product-based business. So I think like one question people ask me all the time is like, how do I know who to work with? And that's not really like a a super black or white question to answer. And I can give my own feedback. I would love to hear yours. Um, But I, I think the first sign is that do they take three seconds and put some sort of brain cells into their, like into their messaging too, whether it was an email or a DM on Instagram um, or I don't know where else people would find you. But I think like you should put some personalization into it and spell their name right. Like so many people spell my name wrong and it it's not a I big deal, thing. but it like it bothers me a little bit. Like take the three seconds and spell my name right. And also like mention one thing about my business that you noticed or like reference something, not a generic post. So anyway, I'm rambling now. Um, but yeah, like the generic messages of like, let's collaborate. They're so annoying. And on the reverse side, like if you are a product-based business, you also shouldn't reach out to influencers and say, Hey, Sydney, I like your content. Let's collaborate. Like that's annoying. And it has to like, it has to stop. Like Like, it's so annoying. Even even if you're like a huge brand, like I feel like like the bigger brands, like they put like you have the time and effort you have mm-hmm. the money you have the people on yeah to do if you're a bigger brand mm-hmm. take the time and effort i actually put it into it um and small businesses i feel like that's like should be like the number one thing for a small business if you're trying to reach yep. out i feel like it's just so critical because it's one of those things like it's not going to make or break your business but i mean the the um i don't know what word to use there but like the thought and the time and effort um mm-hmm. that it takes you to, to do that people people notice that i notice it oh, every yeah. single day yeah um those fan messages i call them fan messages because they just mean <laughs> nothing to me um i just yep. i delete them just like you know i just delete them i, I pay no attention to them whatsoever mm-hmm. um, and I, I just would never respond back or want to work with somebody um like that you know it's just yeah it's just not worth the time for me to even sit there and try to go back and forth it makes no sense Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're reaching out to an influencer to collaborate, you should frame your like, you should frame it as like a pitch almost kind of like what I just said, like, Mm -hmm. hey, Carrie, we love, you know, we love your we box. I just got a new puppy. We think you're this specific product would be great for my blog. This is my audience. Let me know what you think. Like, that's a great way to reach out to people because people always ask me, well, what do I say to an influencer? I think like just to recap, I think you just want to throw in something that makes them feel that you've taken like a few minutes and done a little bit of research and like something specific. Like we would love to send you a box for, um, you know, we noticed you did do a lot of this on your blog. Like we would love to get a write up or an unboxing or like, hey, I noticed that you have a YouTube channel and you do lots of like product unboxings we love how you did we love how you mentioned this in one video even if you literally just go to their page spend three minutes and look at one of their videos or posts so you can refer to something people notice that and i notice that too every single time and i'm the same way it takes three minutes five minutes to scroll through like Mm -hmm. five or six posts um i know one brand that i actually reached out to the brand to collaborate um and whenever they reached back out to me 
she told me she's like um she's like hey Sadie I just went to your Instagram and I saw your post whenever you went and did this with your dogs and mm-hmm. she typed out a whole paragraph about how she related oh, wow. to that and how she did this and this the same way mm-hmm. and so I mean that was probably like 10 posts back so I could tell mm-hmm. that she went took the time you know scrolled through my stuff probably visited my website if she was you know that in-depth with it um so I mean it takes five minutes to do that and it's you know yeah. customizes it um and it's just not hard so kind of going off of what you said earlier about like how can product brands reach out to influencers who mm-hmm. they should reach out to basically i feel like you should be reaching out to the people that are like commenting and interacting with you the most mm-hmm. um if you like their content and you like their work um just write their instagram handle down so i mean maybe like once a week go through your instagram account see who mm-hmm. you're following that you just love um people who follow you that are just really uh engaging with all of your content um, and then try searching like a hashtag that's related to your niche um, and then writing it all down and then spend, you know, 30 minutes sending emails or you know, I prefer email, but I know DMs work for most people too. Um, so I feel like you just take 30 minutes out of your day going over, you know, people that you've saved throughout the week or throughout the month um, and then taking it from there. Um, maybe I already have an idea in mind. So like with the holidays coming up, you can say, I have a holiday collection coming out november mm-hmm. 15th and uh we're gonna have a box of goodies and we're gonna have these t-shirts and we're gonna have this product for your baby um and i would love for you to do an unboxing or i would love for you to do a blog post or you know something like that i feel like it's i feel like it's simple to me now but i did it back then i was so nervous like emailing yeah. people um but now it's just like i'll do it on my phone i'm like okay one-handed let me just type this out <laughs> um it's super easy now but um so yeah, I would say save like Instagram accounts that you love, um, people that engage with you a lot, and then just work from there. Okay, I like that. And then for people that um, maybe they 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 can't afford to pay, right? Mm-hmm. What's like? What would you say is the? I'm trying to think of the right word here. What is the best? What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they can't pay you? Like. What in what circumstance would you be like, you know what, I'm going to I'll work with you because I think you're great or like, you know what? No, I can't work with you. Yeah. So I 100 percent understand that you just can't pay. Sometimes I hate spending money. I absolutely hate it. So I, I completely get it. I'm such a cheap state. I hate spending money. It's just the worst. Um, so back to like what I was just saying, like the people and company that engage with me, mm-hmm. there are like probably 10 on top of my head that I know are small businesses. They don't, you know, make a lot of products or they just don't, maybe they don't sell much. I don't know. They just don't have a huge following, but I know that I work with them because one, I've been friends with them on Instagram for years. We comment back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they always show up and engage on my posts. They'll react to my story or send me a DM. Um, I'll post something like about Keel. They'll, you know, they'll say something in the comments or just send me a DM and respond back to that. And we'll have like a, a friendship. Okay. Um, I might not even know their name, but I know that we talk all the time. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if they want to reach out to me, you know, I probably would work with them. Or, you know, we've been talking for a couple months and they do have really cute products. I would mm-hmm. love to showcase them to somebody else because I think other people think they're cute too. Um, obviously, if someone doesn't align with my branding or things that I really don't like, I probably wouldn't work with them, especially for free. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't mind sharing them on stories or something like that if I was friends with them or, you know, mm-hmm. other people would like them. Maybe not me personally. Um, but I feel like the friendships, um, and like loyalty on Instagram, mm-hmm. it, it goes a long way. Um, one of the companies that I worked with not long ago doing a post with, um, they didn't pay me, but I absolutely love them. And I reached out to them. Hmm. I was like, we could do this for free and, you know, no big deal. I think it'd be fun. Um, and oh, it wow. was in my niche. I feel like definitely stay within your niche, you know. Okay. Um, I'm only going to reach out to dog uh, dog companies. And I feel like likewise, dog companies, home decor companies, they would be the ones that reach out to me. Because it just seems the most beneficial. It just makes the most sense. Um, okay. I mean, like if a makeup company came to me saying, we'll pay you $300 to promote this product a bunch of times, I really don't feel like that's true to what I'm doing. Mm. Um, I definitely wouldn't do it for free just because it just doesn't make sense for my page. Um, but with somebody that I'm friends with or that I've just watched their business grow on Instagram or, you know, somewhere else, um, I would highly likely 
want to work with them, even if it was for free, just because I want to, you know, share the small business and just, you know, help them out. Like they helped me out because um, influencers that are in this for business purposes or, you know, have this business, every like, comment, share, say that all means so much on the back mm-hmm. end of things. Um, companies see that, you know, all the analytics, how you get paid um, for brand partnership, all, you know, all that matters to influencers. So, I mean, if they're doing that for me, mm-hmm. I would love to help them out for free, you know? Hmm. That's interesting. But it's a mutual benefit, mutual beneficial partnership. So they're going to send me something for free, but they've been, you know, helping me out for the last couple months, liking and commenting. Um, you know, it just makes sense for me to want to reciprocate that. Like, you know, I, I want to do it. Um, but if somebody just followed me and is asking me to do something for free, you know, yeah, I don't want to. That makes, like, I don't even know who you are, you know? Um, okay. So, the friendships that you build on Instagram, they go a lot further than what what you would think. No, I like that. Um, and like two things that sort of stuck out to me. One is that you should stick within your niche. So if you're, you know, let's say you sell, I'm trying to think of something around my office. I don't know. Say you sell like, I know, coffee. Um, I don't even have a good coffee example, which is weird. But let's say you sell... Um, Sweatshirts. I'm looking at your sweatshirt. Is that gift spot, by the way? Yeah, it's a okay. gift spot. Gift spot, like our favorite. <laughs> we love them. I love it. Yeah, gift spot's amazing. Um, so say you sell um like dog or like I don't know, let's say dog mom apparel. Um, and you're reaching out to people that if you go through their Instagram, for example, they're filled with like everything, like home decor, sponsored posts, kid products, dog stuff, like um, household stuff. Like it's kind of that person's like all over the place. And obviously they're just taking any sponsored deal. But what happens is even if you send them product and you pay them, maybe um, like you're not really sure you're going to get return on investment because their audience is probably just getting sold to every single day. Um, right. And the point of working with the influencer, influencer is that they have a very trusted audience. <clears throat> so I like that you said, like, if you're looking for people, try to find people within your niche. So if you sell pet products, find people that work mainly with pet brands. That makes the most sense. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you, like you said, you have somebody that's all over the board with different products that they promote. Mm-hmm. Um, going to them with like a dog treat company, um, you know, 75% of their followers probably aren't going to be dog moms just because yeah. they're all. Over. So if you're going to, if you're going to spend money, definitely stay within your niche. Cause I mean, you want to get the most out of the, what you're paying for. Um, but if you're trying to reach out to them too, just definitely, I mean, it's, it's super simple. If you're, uh, sell like apparel, stick with like fashion bloggers, or if you mm-hmm. say you do sell apparel, but you have like a dog mom t-shirt, you know, it's more reasonable to reach out to a dog mom, especially if you know them. Um, it makes more sense that way but um i used to do like some fashion posts back in the day mm. but it's just that's just not me um I, I did like working with them but at the same time it's just not what my audience was there for so mm. it, it ultimately just didn't make sense and like they wouldn't get anything out of it and i really wouldn't get anything out of it either yeah so it just makes sense for both parties to just stick with you know stick with what you know yeah no i i agree um and and i also like that you said you know if you you know, whether you can pay someone or not, that's irrelevant. But if you're wanting to work with someone, if you, you know, you know, someone on Instagram, and you're like, I would love to send them my product. And you all have like, we all have those people. I know for my business, I would have definitely had like a wish list of people that I would love to have post about Dapper Dog Box. Um, But I like how you said, take the time like a few months before and start engaging, start commenting, start like, getting them to notice you because then if you do message them and say, Hey, we would love to work with you. You know, we love your stuff. We love your personality. It really aligns with our brand and our audience. Like how can we make this happen? They're more likely to actually acknowledge you and not delete your message. Like I probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. It goes a long way. Like if you see someone's name on an email that you've seen on Instagram before, I'm going to definitely open it. But if I've never seen that name before, I know you're not Mm. following me. I know we've never spoke on Instagram. You know, it's just, it just seems like spam to me. And so I delete it. So, I mean, it just, it's not hard to take the time yeah. and then build, build a relationship with a few different people. It doesn't have to be many. It could be like five people, you know, not even five. It could be just one person that you really like. 
even if it's just for like a few weeks. Um, like a small example, um, kind of on my end for that would be like, there was a brand that was just launching and I really wanted to be a brand ambassador for them. They announced they having a brand ambassadorship. Um, but, you know, obviously I, I meant nothing to them. They didn't know who I was. So I followed them. I like commented on all their posts. Um, you know, I would send them a DM whenever they post a story, all this kind of stuff. And I got picked for the brand ambassadorship because mm-hmm. I showed up. She noticed me, we comment back and forth, and now, you know, we always comment on each other's pictures. Hmm. So it's just like one of those small little things that it just goes a long way. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a that's amazing. Um and yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you need to um you need to always take the time and make someone just feel like they're not just blending in, like they're just a number. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How I wanna talk a little bit about affiliate programs. So a lot. So one thing I teach people, so I talk a lot about this in my Slay and Scale Product Academy course, which is launching again soon. Yay. I'm so excited. Um, but wow, what is that going to be about? I've never heard of that. <laughs> that sounds exciting. So for those of you who don't know, Sydney is actually on my team and she's like a huge part of really everything that I'm doing. So she's like, she was very involved in the course and she actually, I was going to talk about this at the end, but Sydney actually mm-hmm. recorded an entire lesson on, um, influencer marketing and like pretty much everything you need to know. And it's absolutely amazing. So I'll talk more I about should add teacher to the end of my resume now since I taught. Yes, <laughs> I know. And you're, you're just a natural. So mm-hmm. you were so good. Um, I forget what I was saying now. <laughs> um, Oh, okay. Affiliate marketing. Um, Uh, how, so I love affiliate marketing. It's for, for me, like with the Dapper Dog Box, I feel like that was a game changer, um, in terms of visibility, SEO, backlinks, revenue, um, with little effort on my part. So I'm a huge, like, I pretty much tell anyone I work with, you should have an affiliate program. But when it comes Mm -hmm. to working with influencers, how does that, how does that, I don't want to use the word influence you. How does that like make you say yes or no? So say someone is like, I can't really afford to pay or like my budget's small. I can give you, you know, $99 for a sponsored post or whatever it might be, but I have an affiliate program and we pay this amount of commission. I'm happy to give you a special commission. How does that make you say yes or no more? Or does okay, maybe so, it doesn't. Yeah. So I would say... Nine out, nine out of ten times, people who are collaborating, like trying to collaborate with me, will send me an email saying, "Here's a link to our affiliate program. Just sign up and then, you know, uh, be an affiliate and promote our product." Well, if that's all that you're going to offer, it's not enticing to me whatsoever. Yeah. Um. So on my end, um, I only am an affiliate for mostly dog brands. That just mm-hmm. what's my sense to me. People that I'm showing these products to, um, that's what they want to buy. So that's what they're going to buy. Um, if I was an affiliate for any other company that like a fashion company or makeup company, I bring that up a lot. Um, it just wouldn't make sense for me to promote it because no one, none of my followers are looking for that from me. Um, so it, first of all, it has, to, I keep saying this, but it has to be in my niche. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit there and talk about it on stores or on my feed. If it's not dog related, dog mom related, you know, anything mm-hmm. in that um, area or, or the home decor. Um, it just, it makes no sense for me to promote it or, you know, things that I don't use, I'm not mm-hmm. going to promote. Um, so if it's product that I already have a ton of, or I already purchased. So one of my favorite affiliates, uh, here recently is the company Tails Up Pup. Um, they sell oh. dog bandanas and, um, dog mom clothes, mm-hmm. uh, like boutique style clothing and stuff that matches your dog's bandana. It's a super cute place. Mm-hmm. Um, they reach out to me like, Hey, we'll send you this product. And here's also the link to our affiliate if you want to sign up for it. So for me, I'm getting a free product that I love that I ended up loving. Um, and I knew my followers would love to, um, and then on my end, I sent everybody to their website and got a 10% commission off of every sale that was made on their end. They're basically getting free advertising for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's 10%, but in the grand scheme of things, is that really, um, you know, is that really much to get all this revenue for basically doing nothing? Like they have no, no part of this whatsoever. It's all me and my followers doing yep. this. So 
like amazing on a, on a, <laughs> on a brand and company's perspective like like throw throw your affiliate code out there your affiliate link to everyone i mean yeah it's basically free advertising mm-hmm. um you're getting seen by so many more followers of people who you probably don't follow you already yeah i mean they might but but if you're like always people are trying to get um the affiliate links and stuff there's just such a bigger audience to be seen to reach out to this way um so i mean i get it for brands wanting to ever want to be an affiliate you know it's it's a great idea um for influencers you know i'm i definitely pick and choose who i want to influence with or who i want to be an affiliate with i don't have a ton people reach out to me all the time like i said to be an affiliate and i just don't accept it because you know i i don't want to be in a position where every every brand that I know I'm an affiliate of, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to just yeah. sell, 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 sell. Um, also, I just don't have time to promote all these businesses, you know? So I pick and choose the ones that make sense for me. Mm-hmm. So of course they're all dog bandana, clothing, treat companies, stuff like that. Um, if you're a, an influencer, a fashion influencer, it's obviously going to be beneficial to you to promote boutiques, uh, clothing stores, accessories, what have you. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely enticing to have that, but at the same time, I feel like everyone has an affiliate program these days. So if you are reaching out to someone to try to get them to be an affiliate, make sure like customize the email, um, put some thought into it before you're reaching out. And if you can, um, maybe offer some kind of incentive, some fruit product or, mm-hmm. you know, you said a special commission rate um just to stand out because i mean the amount of dms and emails i get saying here's our affiliate link um it's unreal i mean it's just like all these jewelry companies and shoe companies and like cat stuff and plants and i'm like i don't have a cat cat stuff wow (laughs) no i'm not a cat person i have two dogs there's not a plant in my house like it's just yeah you have to just you have to it's funny you just have to put that thought into it you have to see who you're trying to send this information so um because i mean if you if you're wanting someone to promote for you you need their audience to be the buyers well mm-hmm. if my audience isn't here for plants i'm not going to be able to sell you plants i'm not going to be able to make any money selling plants for you um so i mean you just have to you just have to niche down that's just for the big the big picture here is just mm-hmm. to niche down, make sure Love you it. know who you're targeting. Um, I feel like it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I like that you're talking about, um, well, okay, I have to ask too. I'm a little bit shocked. I mean, maybe I'm not shocked at all, but like the fact that brands are just reaching out to you and being like, hey, we'd love for you to be in an, in, uh, an affiliate. Here's our link. Like, that's so dumb. Yeah, yeah I, I probably get <laughs> 10. I get like 10 DMs a week with just, just that information alone. And then that's not so bad. Emails I get. <clears throat> um, it's just, it's so many of them. So, I mean, you just have to put some thought in there, customize mm-hmm. it, offer something else. Um, I get it. If you're a jewelry store and you're wanting an affiliate, but don't send me the affiliate link. I have nothing to, I can't help you. Like, yeah. Like I'm sure people who follow me wear jewelry. I'm wearing jewelry right now, but my followers are dog people they don't they don't care what necklace i'm wearing that day like yeah like i don't wear necklaces all the time like ever so or at least like put like it kind of goes back to what you were saying what we were talking about before where you're like you're putting some personalization on the on the outreach and not like Mm -hmm. cold dms are they are the worst worst. (laughs) like I'm going to do an episode on cold DMing and how it needs to like just go away. I hate it. I'll send you some screenshots. <laughs> oh, I, I, it like, I get real, sometimes I get like in a sassy mood and I'll like kind of like F with them a little bit just if I'm bored. I don't know, but I hate, <laughs> I hate cold DMing. Um, but the fact that like you were saying brands will just reach out and say, hey, join my affiliate program. Um, it's just like a friendly reminder if you are reaching out to influencers and, you know, say you don't really know them, but you're like, you know, I would love to work with them. Again, put like a little bit of thought into your email. I'm sorry, your message. And if you have an affiliate program, don't start the message off with, hey, we have an affiliate program. Here's the link. Like you should join. Remind them why they would maybe want to work with you. And yeah, if you can say like, we would love to send you a product. We also have an affiliate program. Um, We know that your audience would be a great fit for our brand, blah, blah, blah. Like, that is so much better than just being like, hey, we have an affiliate program. Because I, I recommend yeah. people to have an affiliate program, but 
there is like a right and wrong way about um, outreach and cold DMing is basically like, hey, uh, I'm going to send you a, a random message, even though we don't know each other and just pitch something new or try to sell you something like that needs to not ever happen. So don't do that. <laughs> I feel like an affiliate program mentioned <clears throat> is great for like a second or third like message back and forth yeah. or at least at the end. Like don't, start, yeah. don't ever start with that. Um, one of the companies I worked with, I didn't even know they had an affiliate program. I, you know, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell me until after I received a product. Oh, by the way, we have an affiliate program. Mm. But, okay. I got the product. I really like it. I'd love to share. Maybe yeah. I can make some money off of it. You mm-hmm. know, thing. And that ended up working out great for both of us. Um, but you know, just, if you can hold off on putting that out there, um, maybe one or two messages after talking to them for a little bit back and forth, I feel like that would seem so much more genuine. That way, yes. even if that's what you wanted your message to be about the entire time, you know, send a few messages saying like, hey, you know, love the content you share. Let's talk about it a little bit. Then send the affiliate, you know, conversation. But um, yeah, don't ever start off with that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, okay. I'm just going to ask one more question. I know we're running out of time. Um, I know you have a baby that's probably going to wake up soon. Um, what would you say? I want to ask you to skip after this. I'll ask you one more thing, but tell us like, what would you say the biggest mistakes that, so brands that reach out to you, can you share a few? I know we've already talked about a bunch of mistakes. So you may you may be like we've already talked about all the mistakes. Can you share a few mistakes that brands make when they're trying to work with an influencer, whether that's reaching out to them um, during the collaboration, um, anything? Like, what are some mistakes or like faux pas that brands make when they work either reach out with you or working with you, or even after working with you? What what are some mistakes you could share? Um, I feel like one of them would be like a communication issue. Um, if you don't respond back to emails in a timely manner, um, or if I'm trying to email you and you just, you just ghost me, you never respond back. You know, I can't get in, get in touch with you, especially if it's a question involving something that I need to post. Um, I feel like that's a huge thing. Also, maybe like organization. So normally collaborations there's a lot of like behind the scenes i would say like legal stuff that goes into a lot of collaborations especially mm-hmm. with the guidelines that like instagram has these days um there are some systems out there that uh will like organize all of your collaboration details for you um mm-hmm. actually in your slam scale the class that i did i mentioned a few of them that i you know that i use and i love um but like if you're gonna send me all this information um, you know, be as detailed as you can be and make sure you have all the information correct up front. I know sometimes we've been emailing back and forth and they'll, like, they'll change when the due date is. They'll change um, mm. the type of content I need to do or they'll change like the price that they're going to be sending me. Like that's a huge like red flag. Like it just makes me like turn off from mm. them whatsoever. Like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work with them anymore. Um, so I feel like communication and being just like as organized as you can be writing down everything that you can um and just have it saved so that way you just don't forget you know anything or using one of those like influencer systems those platforms um i feel like that's a huge help okay and what about because i i i'm just i'm like thinking about all the people i've worked with over the years um and just so many things like I think on both parties that could be really irritating. I know for Dapper Dog Box, I used to get really like frustrated when I would send product to people and then they just wouldn't they wouldn't post anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of one person in particular. It's a dog account and like in the middle she was a brand ambassador for like a holiday season and in the middle of the holiday season she basically like stopped posting for Dapper Dog Box and started posting for a competitor pup box. I will never forget that. I was so angry and I messaged her and I was like, what is going on? And she was basically like upset with me because I forgot to tag her in a like when we announced the brand ambas- the new brand ambassadors and I thanked the previous group. I forgot to add her and she was so upset over that that she literally like <laughs> like blacklisted me or whatever. Um, so that stands up, that will like stand out in my brain forever. Cause it was, it was like very frustrating. Um, but I would yeah, think like people just not, you know, you send product and they don't take photos or they don't post. Like, 
I don't know, as a brand, I know that's really frustrating. I know lots of my clients that has happened. They've been like people reach out to them like, we love you. We love just a new product. And then they get all excited like, yay, we're going to get like some visibility. And then the person just never, never posts, never responds back. Um, I don't know. I think yeah, those I mean, are frustrating. I know people out there that do that. And yeah. That sucks. You know, I would hate that. Um, a lot of campaigns I work with um, for like medium or larger companies, they send me a contract. It's a legal mm-hmm. binding contract. And I yeah. sign it and there's, you know, every the lawyers are involved and everything. And it tells me the specific timeframes that I have to get content back to them, whether mm-hmm. they have to approve it or, or not first, um, when I post by and all this other kind of stuff, which... It's completely fine to me. I have no problem with that. But I feel like whenever you do that kind of collaboration, that that could just, you know, serve as like a, okay, they're not going to ghost me. And if they do, this is some bad's going to happen mm-hmm. to them. You yeah. Know, I feel like it's like a safety net for you. Um, but I'm, honestly, I'm not sure how companies go about getting all of that legal stuff, you know, worked out. I'm sure it costs um, money. So I'm sure small businesses can't afford mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but like I said, if there's someone out there that you, that you engage with a lot and I feel like you kind of trust them more, um, I feel comfortable sending a product to them. I definitely wouldn't feel comfortable sending a product to like random people who just message me all day. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you have that relationship, there's a little bit more trust there. Yeah. Um, just to kind of make you feel a little bit better. Um, but there are definitely people out there who do that and that's just awful. I know it really is. Um, that happened to me more times than I could ever say. And it's, it, you know, it's frustrating because it's like you send this expensive product to people and they just don't care. So yeah. anyway, um, okay. To wrap things up, um, I would love to know any last tips that you want to share for brands to work with influencers. But I also have to know, and I probably already know the answer to this, but who is your dream collaboration? Maybe like you have a few. Okay, so if we're talking about one that you know, obviously it's Duncan. Yes. <laughs> so a little bit of a fun fact. Um, I have worked with like management companies of Duncan's, like on Duncan's behalf. They're not oh. Duncan, obviously. They're like um, Mia agencies and stuff. Okay. Like, whenever I do like Duncan Donuts giveaways, that's not me, that's them. Um, hmm. And I'm working with them. So it's, it's kind of there. But I was really hoping that they would notice me for my Halloween costume. That got huge traction on Instagram. Really? Um, last oh, wow. week. Yeah, that's actually one of my best Instagram posts was that Halloween costume. Um, so I was hoping wow. that they would notice me. Maybe they still will. Um, October's not over yet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like, you know, anyone's dream of my size, my following's not huge, but like a, a retail, like Target or something. You know, Target mm. sells so many products. Everyone loves Target. Um, you know, Target's easy to shop online, in store. Um, and then just like smaller Love companies Target. like Ripley and Rue. Yeah, Target's the best. Um, like Ripley and Rue or like Gift Spot. I love working with companies like them. They just mm-hmm. sell like the cutest, trendiest dog gear um, that everyone seems to like gush over. It's amazing. Um, and it's just fun working with uh, companies like them. But um, maybe like bigger dog treat companies. I've worked hmm. with Purina several times. I love working with them. They're super sweet. Hmm. Um, maybe just, um, I don't know. There's a company called Max Bone. Have you seen Oh them? yeah. Yeah. They, they sell like Lux dog gear. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not there yet because I'm in a sweatshirt and like biker shorts on a Friday at two o'clock. Um, <laughs> But maybe one That's day fine. I'll have I'll have my stuff together and um, I can work with a luxurious brand like that. Um, but I mean, there's so like many that. great companies out there, and some that I haven't even heard or seen of yet. So yeah. So if you're out there at Sydney J at it's Sydney J on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any like other last minute tips you want to share before we um, before you tell everyone where they can find you and how to work with you? Any like last minute anything else you want to share? Um, I would say don't, don't get so worked up on influencers. Um, obviously influencers are a big deal here lately right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I feel like don't get so worked up on the big time influencer people who have maybe like 20, 30, a hundred thousand followers. Um, a lot of times often than not, 
the smaller micro influencers, what they call them, are the ones that are actually going to bring you in the loyal fan base that you're looking for. Totally. Um, they're mm. more they're more niche down. They have a smaller following, but they have like high engagement rates and comments mm. and stuff. They act, that means they actually have people who are, you know, wanting to know what they're talking about, wanting to know the products they're using. Um, people with bigger accounts, their comments go unseen. Um, they just don't have that relationship as smaller accounts do. So don't be afraid to reach out to somebody who has a few thousand followers. You know, if you like their content that they're posting, if they take really good pictures, mm -hmm. um, or you just your brand aligns with what they're doing on Instagram, don't feel um, like don't feel, don't feel obligated to have to reach out to somebody that has a huge following. I feel like it's better for you to start small mm -hmm. um, and then work your way up. Yeah, I agree with you too. Just in my experience of with my um, product business, when I worked with really small accounts, I got way more ROI than like, you know, the time I sent a box to that Australian singer with like 2 million followers and got nothing. And that's a real story. <laughs> An Australian singer, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that story. <laughs> yeah, they wanted me to pay her like all this money. And I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm not paying you. They're like, well, we, well, we can you know, give us like a better affiliate commission. I was like, done. I'll send a product. Yeah. Nothing. So um, just to end this conversation <clears throat> a little bit better, on April 13, 2018, I did a review of the Dapper Dog <gasps> box oh, on my blog. <laughs> oh my God. What is that? Is that the so, cactus in the French fry? What, what, um, yes, what theme is that? Too. I don't remember. Oh, that's the Coachella. Um, is it? Yes. Look at little Mattis. He's so little. Aw, um, that's so cute. Always fun snacks and Zippy Paws toys. Yeah, the cactus. Oh, my gosh. He's Aww, so cute. That, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that's a Dapper Dexter. Oh, my God. Yes, that, that is so that, cute. That, that's actually how I found, like, Dapper Dexter and Ripley and Rue. I would have never known about them if it wasn't mm -hmm. for that box. Yeah. So, I mean, Aww. it just it all goes a long way. Now they're, like, some of my favorite brands and companies. I know. Um, I love it. Oh, so I know I had to reach happy. out to you to get this box because I didn't, 2018, I started my blog in 2017. I didn't have a huge hmm. following or blog blog content or anything in that regard. So I know I had to reach out to you some way. Yeah. Uh, maybe one day I'll go back and look through all that and jump on it. I would love to see. And I'm like, I hope I was nice. I I mean, I was, I was always nice, but I just generally, I, I'm really bad with email. Even though I love teaching email marketing, I'm really bad with email. And I just used to get so many emails per day that I couldn't really keep track. And so uh, unfortunately, oh, a lot of them just kind of went unread. <laughs> but um, all right. You're amazing. Thank you so much for everything. I feel like I always learn a lot about influencer marketing from you. And it's it's like I always teach people influencer marketing from a brand perspective. But I really like I like hearing it from an influencer perspective because I think you obviously are going to give a lot different like viewpoints and it's helpful mm -hmm. also to know like what not to do, how not to reach out, like what are the annoying things that people are doing? So yeah. anyway, as long as you stay away from those annoying things, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Tell everyone where they can find you and tell everyone like how people can work with you if they have um, pet industry, home decor. Um, who else do you work with? Home decor, pet brands. Anybody who loves dogs can find me on Instagram okay. <laughs> at it's Sydney J. Um, and my blog is madpuplife.com. Uh, my Instagram handle used to be madpuplife, so I did change it because I did kind of dive into, you know, a little bit more than just dog stuff. But um, if you want to work with me, anything regarding dogs, clothing, treats, accessories, home decor, I would love to take some cute pictures of my two dogs. I have a golden retriever and a multi in case you're unaware. Um, <laughs> and we can post something and promote your small biz. And uh, like Carrie said, I can kind of give you an influencer side of things. So if you ever have any questions, just send me a message on Instagram. Um, and like working with you, I can kind of see both ends really easily. So yeah. I'm always up for some good discussion. Yay. All right. Thank you so much, Sydney. Thanks, Gary. Amazing episode. I absolutely loved uh, catching up with Sydney and we just laugh a lot. And honestly, if you saw our messages, <laughs> so we communicate every day via Voxer and the ridiculous messages that I send her on a daily basis. I don't know how she puts up with me, but <laughs> we laugh a lot and we laugh a lot about like Dunkin' Donuts versus Starbucks. I am team Starbucks. She is team Dunkin' and it's just kind of like a funny not even really inside conversation, but 
Um, anyway, so yeah, we had a really fun time on this podcast. And like I said in, in the intro, it's just great to hear a perspective from an influencer because everyone listening here, you know, you guys all have product-based businesses. And sometimes you're not really sure how, you know, you're, you're not really sure what what an influencer is thinking and what are the best ways to kind of get their attention. And I feel like Sydney shared so many good tips today. Um, easy things you can do to stand out. Even if, again, you don't have a budget to pay someone, she shared a lot of really good, easy tips to stand out. So if you can't pay, what else could you do to get their attention? So I just have to give her kudos for sharing so much good stuff. And again, I love talking about influencer marketing. Um, I obviously did my, you know, I had my own strategies for my product-based business and, like I said, it's it's great to hear a different perspective because everything that I teach people, that doesn't mean that's the only way. So anyway, guys, I hope you love this episode. And again, um, I invite you to join me for five-day training on Explode Your Reach with Reels. So it's going to be basically... Are you ready to create a month's worth of reels in five days? Because that's what you are going to do in this challenge. By the end of the challenge, you will have a month's worth of reels. Can you believe that? So what we're going to do in this challenge is we're going to really help you to explode your reach on Instagram to convert new and existing followers into customers designed specifically for product-based and subscription box businesses. So we're going to dive into five days of super fun stuff, all catered around reels. So you know basically how to do them. So here's what we're going to learn or here's what you you are going to learn in the Reels challenge if I can speak today. <laughs> um, so basically before the challenge starts, you're going to get a video on the importance of Reels. Like why do you need Reels? Because you might be asking yourself, well, why do I actually need Reels? If you want to grow your Instagram, you need Reels, period. Um, so that's going to be, you're going to get that video um, before the training starts. And then day one, we're going to dive into how to find trending music. So trending music on Reels is actually really important. Um, what songs you choose could push your video out to a viral status. So we're going to dive into that. How do you find trending music? And even if you have an account where you're not getting great music, because a lot of people are like, I don't have any new songs, there are things you can do to get music. Two, recording tips and mistakes to avoid. Um, Reels, you know, reels can be challenging when you're first using it. And there are a lot of mistakes that you can make. So we're going to go through on um, the things that you should not be doing. And then just some basic recording tips. Day three, we're going to go through content ideas and how to spot trends. So basically, what kind of reels should you be making? We're going to go through ideas, examples, and then how do you spot trends within within other people's reels that are likely to cause your video to go viral? Day four is you're going to create your first reel during this challenge, and you may have already created reels before. I still invite you to join. If you feel like your reels aren't really getting traction, they're not really working, or you're just frustrated, you don't really know what you're doing, sign up for the challenge. I think either way, you're going to have a fun time. And honestly, I think making reels are an absolute blast. So I still want you to join. Um, so day four, you're going to create a reel and you're going to post it in the Facebook group and we're, I'm going to review it for you. I'm going to give you some tips. I'm going to give you some suggestions. Or if your reel is just amazing, then I'm going to say amazing job. <laughs> um, and then day five is you're actually going to plan out your a month of reels. So you're going to plan out two to three times per week for a month and have a list of reels ready to record. So part of reels is that you can sit here and say, you know, I want to make this real and I want to make that real. But if you don't actually plan it and then implement, and then what's the point, right? So um, yeah, it's going to be super fun. I'm super excited. And you can sign up using the link below. Again, this challenge is to basically help you create a month's worth of reels in five days. All right, guys, I will see you next week. And I hope to see you in the challenge. We start November 1st. So please sign up beforehand because spots are limited. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.